Oh my god! So your your audio just went full slow mo right now. <laughs> yes, really. Wow. <laughs> oh my god! This is the worst service in history. This is the worst service in history. Like I, God. Uh, and, and the problem is, it actually started off well. I don't I don't understand how Google could start something out so well and then get it wrong eventually. The Weekly is supported by the Oregon State University eCampus. Do you want to take the fast track to your career in computing? You can earn your computer science degree 100% online from Oregon State and tap into unlimited career possibilities in any field. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash now. Massive traffic to Coachella and Tax Day will not keep us, and even technical difficulties are not going to keep us from having a show on this week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the weekly brought to you by PocketNow and XDA developers on this day. This is, it is April 12, 2019. Uh, to anybody who has watched the YouTube version, uh, you saw just what kind of technical difficulties we were coming into this. We are almost an hour late for our scheduled podcast because... At some point in Hangouts, I could hear Jaime, but not Brandon. At some point, I could hear Brandon, but not Jaime. They could hear each other. I was the one who was being messed with this entire day. Um, and it's not so, April Fool's. Yeah, exactly. It's not even April Fool's. It's, 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 it's like half a month away already. That went by quick, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but in any case, we have here, of course, the host of the Paganao Daily and Paganao Adario. You all know him and love him. Jaime Rivera is back. Um, but yeah, welcome back, Jaime. Good to see you back on the cast. Thank you for having me. I told you we should have recorded this in San Fran, dude. We didn't have to deal with the drama of Hangouts. My God. I agree with you, though um, I don't think after having after having appeared on All About Android that night. It's oh, that's true. You had to drive so far, buddy. I did. I mean, well, like, the thing is, like, um, there's just something about the guys over at All About Android that I just can't say no to them. Like, whenever they know that I'm going to be in town, they ask me to come on, and I always go because it's a fun time. I always forget it's a two-hour podcast, so it's it's long. <laughs> um, but yeah, coming back after All About Android, I was just like, I just don't know if I have enough host in me after two hours <laughs> as a guest. I know um, the feeling, man. I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So um, good to see you back. I see that green screen in the background. That's pretty dope. Sorry about that. I usually film in the living room, but right now it's like, uh, so I have, so Logitech cooked me up with a ton of stuff, man. Their pro keyboard, their 902 gaming mouse with like the whole, uh, with like that trackpad that, that, sorry, not the trackpad, but the mouse pad that charges inductively. And mm -hmm. they sent me the Logitech Brio, which is what I'm currently using. Yeah. Uh, so we finally have a better camera, even if it seems that my Wi-Fi stream is not great, but I can't really do much about that right now. And then Yeti sent me their Yeti caster, which is freaking awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so did you learn that from from Thunder E that that upside down? <laughs> no, Thunder E does that. No, it's just I don't like it the other way around because you can't really use the table. So oh, okay. this is just a more practical way to still get audio and have your table available to you. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so as you can see from our title, we are going to talk about the LG G8 ThinQ. And I love how I'm always saying thank you now. It's just become a habit to me. Back on All About Android, uh, Jason Howell, shouts out to you. Um, he was the only person that I know of that actually referred to it as the thank you. And I was like, don't do that. Please don't. Don't do that. <laughs> 
It's the G8. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're going to get to that a little bit later. There are a couple of announcements that I want to make sure we cover um, that happened this week. And one of them we were actually attending uh, while some of our friends went straight to um, this other event right after we got out of San Francisco. I am talking, of course, about the brand new Samsung phone, the A series that we never get to enjoy here in the US. <laughs> Though I think it's a travesty because the A series tends to introduce new features uh, to the flagship line so the a series you saw you, you saw this thing right like you you this thing is crazy. I, I, I wish i would have seen it live one for the a series and two for the trip to milan damn it <laughs> milan once again my goodness what is oh up with, my god they're picking like every company is picking these crazy destinations like there's um there's milan there's paris you know paris seems to be the hot one Stop complaining. Let's just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. Let's rewind the tape and stop our whining. Let's um, just no, I'm, do it again. <laughs> well, the thing is with the uh, Samsung A. I keep wanting to say A ninety. I don't know why. A eighty, right? A eighty. Um, so with the A eighty, what we have here is. I was already saying that the slider mechanism from like the Xiaomi Mi Mix 3, uh, a couple of other ones like the mechanical sliders um, of the find of the Oppo Find X, like it, it felt like they were going to go away too quickly. And then here comes Samsung <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, hold our uh, what's a Korean beer? Hold my beer. Hold yeah, my I beer. was like, what's a Korean beer though? I'm trying to remember. Hold my height. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hold my soju. Um, and um, and here comes a phone that not only has a sliding mechanism, but it also has a rotating camera, a rotating motorized camera, um, yeah. a la Oppo N1 and 3. So Oppo it's like, N1 and 3 and Oppo Find X had a baby, and it came out really nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now I don't know the uh, I don't know the actual specs on the phone itself, but from what I from from what I remember of the A series, it tends to not be the top tier like processor internals or anything like that. But well, it is but the, the radical phone. But that's the thing. I mean, we just came out of an event from with Qualcomm where they announced the Snapdragon 730, 730G, and 665. And the 730 is the one that's powering this phone. And so if you remember, there are two major things that the 730 and 730G bring. They bring far better video uh, uh, support. Uh, the 665 brings a far better ISP for, for imaging, but this one, 730, brings a better ISP for both video and photos. So... Usually the biggest problem when you go mid-tier is not just – people don't – a lot of people don't know this. And I, I'll admit that I didn't really understand this until probably about a year ago where I didn't know that it wasn't just about the sensor. It could be the best Sony sensor. It could be the best camera lens. But if the ISP on the processor is not going to do a good job in supporting these, it you know it just throws everything down the drain. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so this 730 brings a significantly better ISP along with the 665. And so you're going to have better photo, better video, but then it's a premium mid-ranger. It's not an 855. Uh, it's in the middle, in between the 6 series and the, and the... And we're already jumping topics, but that's really what makes this phone special. I mean, if you remember, the 730 supports 48 megapixel cameras, and I believe this A80 has a 48 megapixel, correct? Uh, it might. I, I, I actually haven't read the spec sheets to... Like, it's it's weird. Once these rend not the renders, but once uh, people's uh, uh, coverage of the phone was coming out, I just mm -hmm. kept honing in on that rotating camera. I can't stop looking at it. It is the weirdest thing. Like this, this doesn't feel yep. like Samsung to me. Like forty eight megapixel camera. 
Oh, okay. So so we've got a Snapdragon 730. Eight, by the way, that's an 8 nanometer. We're talking about, uh, uh, let me see. Um, wow. So is this correct? Triple cam. Yeah. Triple cameras, eight megapixel, forty-eight megapixel f two, eight megapixel f two point two, twelve millimeter ultra wide, and then we've got a time of flight three D camera, um, and you know, so you pretty much can use that whether you're doing selfies or using this as a primary camera, and uh, you know, even so, it's a ten eighty p plus display. We're talking about uh, eight gigabytes of RAM, one hundred twenty eight gigabytes of storage. I mean, this is. It's still a good. very, it's a very, very well designed, very good looking premium mid ranger, and literally the only thing that's making it a premium mid ranger is that 730 that's powering it. That's not the chump that usually mid ranger processors used to be. So how? Okay, I, I, I came, I came to this thought originally that this sliding rotating mechanism it doesn't feel very samsung to me like this is the most radical thing that i think that they've ever done as far as hardware design is concerned oh. and i oh, what you are you talking sense? about galaxy note edge dude i mean no, back okay. in the day i agree with galaxy you there. note like I, I mean i love that samsung is back to that route surely yeah. this is not their idea it's somebody else's idea but i love a company that's willing to dare things i mean right now you like right now whatever companies are not doing crazy things or not are, are just not relevant you mm-hmm. need that you need that tesla roadster even if you're not going to sell it you need the Roadster to keep people's eyeballs on you while you launch that Model 3 and that Model S. That's the way you make money. I agree this with is that. You, this is your cheapest publicity stunt ever, with the exception that this phone's actually going to sell, and it's actually really good. Yeah, indeed. And the thing is, like, I remember the Note Edge. I'll never forget it. I remember one of my friends back home... Um, in my neighborhood actually got the note edge and we all like meet my brother and I, my brother like follows our content. And he, I remember him looking at her and going, what made you, why, who, who talked to you at the T-Mobile store and convinced you to get that? Like, <laughs> like who actually got into your head that this would be the phone for you to get? And she's like, I don't know. There's more screen and it looks really, it, you know, I kind of like how unique it looks. And we're like, can you hold it? Can you hold it? And she's like, you know, <laughs> um, but in any case, um, yes, that is the last time that they went really radical with this. But what I mean here is that this is the kind of like the Note Edge was its own thing. Meanwhile, the A-series has generally been like that mid-ranger line that people can get for a little bit less money. But this is like the most – like this is the craziest thing that they've done that the mid-range people that don't even live in the West, like they're in in Europe, like we don't get it. And I'm like that's – that's almost a travesty, but that, but of course, as Samsung generally does, when the A series all of a sudden had a metal backing, or rather, it had the uh, metal frame, then we got the Note Four, uh, when, right? And then it got the uh, the white the, the the triple camera or the at least a double camera. Then we got yeah. the Galaxy S eight and S nine. Yeah. So so that that's the other thing that I was going to say is that Samsung has been using the Galaxy A line forever for experimentation, and so mm-hmm. you just pointed it out that was the. First Galaxy with a metal frame back in the day. The first Galaxy Alpha was the first one. And then we've seen the triple cameras and everything. And so obviously there is a lot less risk in the Galaxy A. And if it sells well, then this is like, okay, the uh, the guinea pigs bought it. Let's now pull it into the Galaxy S or into the Galaxy Note, you know? I, I think that it's like the smartest way to test a product where you're not pulling all your guns at risk here. Whereas other companies only have one product and everything they either do right or wrong can be a significant risk to everything. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> Fair enough. So do you think that this is going to be a note? This, do you think this is what we're going to look forward to with the Note 10? No, no, because uh, let me look. continue looking into these specs. I'm not exactly sure this thing is water resistant. So oh. I don't think that Samsung is going to bring a slider mechanism to that that's the biggest problem with doing sliders i mean is there any that's water resistant no and for some reason and and for some reason these companies are not wanting to experiment with the nano coating that moto was using in their previous flagships uh to bring internal water resistance so i don't know man i don't see any water resistance here so i don't think so i don't think so we'll see all right fair enough um, okay, quick shout out to our live chat. I just opened it up. Uh, I am Blur, always the homie, like in there. Um, thank you for for shouting out uh, my <laughs> my personal gaming channel once again. But uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that we uh, get. If you have any donations, then of course you can always Dude, donate. It allows you. You, you just pledged a hundred bucks, man. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, he's, Jesus, he's the homie. thank you so much. He's been very uh. active on Pocket Now and on my channel and channels, I should say. Uh, but yeah, I am Blur. Like you're too generous, bro. Thank you so much for that. If you have any donations of course we'll give you a shout out dude for, for, like seriously humbled we should have you on the podcast one day oh yeah there you go that'll be 200 <laughs> though i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing i'm playing all right so you mentioned we mentioned already a little bit in that last story um the processor uh, of course we have in this particular phone um where is the a80 going to be the first one with that 730 because uh it's the first one announced i mean i was shocked because qualcomm didn't really so we went to their event and they didn't tell us that the, these are the phones usually qualcomm will brag about not just their product but their partners mm-hmm. they mentioned no partners whatsoever and then out of the blue boom we get a phone and it wasn't like even related like we were there still with samsung the device got announced and nobody from qualcomm sorry we were there with qualcomm and nobody from qualcomm was like look the first phone launched nobody said anything like nothing so that was that was weird yeah so um i, I I don't know how much we'll be able to actually talk about the AI aspect of that event, which for a three-hour presentation, it was two and a half hours of it. <laughs> uh, yes, but the problem is it was, I, you know, for a moment there, I was like, all right, Matt, I need to just go register at MIT and just, <laughs> <laughs> like the conversation was so technical, so technical, so beyond technical. I'm like, Sharif, buddy, if you're listening, you're on Twitter and, and we're always talking I miss Sharif at Qualcomm because he would do such a great job at just being like, all right, humans, now, the robot <laughs> conversation sense. already already finished. Humans, come over. I'll explain to you in human terms what everything that just got talked about means. Yeah, indeed. We do miss you, Sharif. Uh, and you know what, though? He's still active on Twitter, so it's not like he's he... awesome. He's the best. <laughs> it's he's not like best. we never hear from the guy. But yes, no, he was definitely the best. Um, to our to our listeners and and viewers on the YouTube channel, if you if you take anything away from this particular episode, just remember this: um, for people like us who are in the industry, there are two different ways of talking about products and about spec. There's high level and low level. It it'll seem backwards, but high level is what people like Jaime and myself are, and what all of you are. We know the surface level. We know uh, what it means to the lifestyle. We know what it means to actually have a product and and what it does for our lives. However, the nitty gritty, the deep down deep dive low level stuff is exactly what Qualcomm was was presenting to us when it came to AI um all of these like I don't even know the jargon but there were there were questions that were being posed that I was like I would have never thought to ask that you know like how many uh how many gigawatts like (laughs) 
<laughs> we're being gigawatts. But the, the funny, <laughs> the funny part is when the presentation finished and they they asked for a round of questions, and very few people asked. Like, what were you going to ask? I have no idea. I mean, I would have been like, I don't know, like can AI, well, uh, with all of this, like, cause what they're doing is they're bolstering all of the AI cloud capabilities and also on device capabilities yeah. with a new yeah. chip. So yeah. yeah, it'll be able to process even more. There's going to be much more capability. There's going to be much more power involved for what will eventually become AI solutions. But- now, the question is, how will that actually make AI better when uh, the only examples we really have right now are these AI assistants, which I don't think anyone truly uses on the daily as I much as do. we think. I do, man. And I am surprised. I have an A device right in front of me, so I can't mention the name. Mm-hmm. I am surprised that, like, for example, I uh, in the extra couple of days that I stayed in Barcelona, a couple of friends from Barcelona insisted that I, that I stay a couple of days with them. And so I... You know, uh, they were so nice and so gracious to allow me to stay in their apartment. And the first thing that we walked in was just walking in and the guy is like, A, turn on the lights. Boom. A, lock the door. A, start playing this song. And so they are not really tech savvy people. And yet... I get to see that more and more and more. And so one of the things that I did take away from the presentation was one of the things is my level of admiration over how much work goes in the background for all this to be so natural to us, the consumer. And just to realize how many layers of work, how many years of R&D, how difficult it is to actually get A and the G assistant to understand very simple conversation. I was shocked. I was I honestly agree. shocked. You know, and one of the things that uh, Qualcomm announced is their whole AI-focused, uh, like, server-based processor. So it's like, all right, fine. We're, we're going to bring this technology now to a higher level. We're not just going to dedicate ourselves to, to doing the end part of the mobile system, but also be able to provide the capabilities to servers and everything. And so... You know, there's a lot of work, but it also makes me really confident that, uh, you know, over time, as consumers, we're going to see the result of this. Obviously, that AI processor that's going to be launched uh, later is going to be second half of 2019. I believe believe so. Yes, it was going to be later this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, I'm just I'm grateful that so much work is happening in the background to enable everything that we're seeing. And obviously, what we need to see now are products. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think that the way Qualcomm is is taking it, particularly, you know, how, like, for example, from if, if you saw, it's like a loop. Like first, they 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 showed us in San Diego the way they're approaching the mobile chips for these speakers to work uh, wirelessly. And so somebody was like, "Yeah, no, but Amazon had already done this, which was actually, a, I believe, a Qualcomm chip. But you couldn't really talk to the product and have it listen to you. Well, it was on battery power. You had to press a button for it to listen. Whereas this, it, this new chip, you can talk to it. And, 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 and so we're going in that direction, and I'm really liking it. I really am. I think it's great. Uh, it's just this whole idea that um the the actual the, the the low level specifications are getting so much better that it seems so beyond the realm of understanding we have right now and that's a good thing don't get me wrong it's a good thing it's just that when we were sitting there we we're just like uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh my god sorry but but i i am blur saying like josh's video flawless jaime's video pewdiepie filter oh <laughs> 
I did see that. Are you using the? Uh, are you using the? Oh gosh, blur. You have to be nine years old to get my reference. That's that. That's some shade right there. That's some shade. PewDiePie. No, I, I, I actually, I actually, I actually, Diego actually explained to me what that filter means. I had no idea the guy. No, but I'm actually using the Brio. It's not that problem. The problem is the the. The stream to Wi-Fi actually moved the router to a different position, but I need, like, this apartment, oddly, is not small for New York. Um, and therefore, it's just too many devices connected to it. The other day, I called for, I called Fios, and I'm like, listen, like, I need a router replacement. And the guy's like, well, it would really help if you would turn off any of those 48 devices that you have on. That would really fair. help. And, That's fair. And I'm like, I'm like, it's 2019, dude. Come on, man. Like, I've no. got lights. I've got speakers. I've got smart TVs. I've come on, man. Welcome to the 21st <laughs> century. Like, seriously, I need yeah. a better router. And I and I need a me- I need a mesh connection. So that's, that's I was about to me. say. Do you need a mesh? Do you need a mesh router? Or really, you can pick up probably one of those heavy duty gaming routers. Uh, I've actually been getting emails from Netgear for that kind of stuff. I would really appreciate one. Tell them that, sure, I have a problem and I'll feature it. No problem. <laughs> there we go. I'll, yeah, I'll email them back and say, yeah, send me a review unit. It's not going to be me, though. I'm not using it. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, before we get into our first, uh, to our only break, rather, before we get into our break, some final thoughts on the processors. Obviously, the Snapdragon talk was what made us sit up. And we have an example now with the A80 from Samsung. Um, the Snapdragon... 730 is the main one. What was the, is it 665? That was the, the 665 one? and the 730G, which is focused on gaming. I like this a lot because, um, okay, you have the casual user who might actually know. And if you do know what your specific needs are from a smartphone, more power to you. It's very rare for someone to be like that, especially in our industry. Um, so if that. you know that you want a good camera, period. A hard stop. If you know you want a good gaming phone, hard stop, then Qualcomm is hooking you up. And this is important. That's the reason why this is important is because it's taking some of the features from the flagship uh, flagship processors, which unless you're in China, you're probably going to be spending uh, at least 700 plus dollars on it um, and putting it into a mid-range processor that can be put into a mid-range phone that ideally could be five, maybe sub 500. And that's awesome. You can get a gaming phone, actually play that PUBG with your friends, get mad at them and like do it without too much, too many problems. You can play new games like um, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, which just came out and I'm just playing. And I've just pre-registered for Call of Duty Mobile, which was just announced two days ago as well. So there are a lot of games coming out and this is actually meeting those new games. And I actually like that. I'm, I'm obviously talking mainly about the gaming one, but there's also the, the, the camera one. And you mentioned that this is a good thing before. Yeah, I, I you know, for me, again, we you and I have had conversations repeatedly about gaming and mobile. Um. I'm I'm wondering if that 730G will enable some sort of a resurface of like the Nvidia Shield, a product that's dedicated for gaming that will that's not a phone. I mean, the Nintendo Switch already proved that you don't the, the product doesn't need to be a phone to be popular, and people are actually <laughs> willing to pony up more money for a better gaming experience. And so can we, I mean, can we get better Android games to take advantage more of a product that doesn't have to worry about the battery life of a phone and the difficulties of a phone and the fact that a phone has to have a screen that's everything is touchscreen where instead we could have controls and everything. That's, that was my biggest question that I honestly, I, I forgot to like fully ask at the event was mm. what's the plan with this gaming focus processor? 
Um, yeah. Is it different kind of hardware or what's the plan? Yeah, and I think, but the thing is, the hardware part is going to be up to the manufacturers to take that gaming processor and actually build itself around it. I don't think Qualcomm yeah. actually has the uh, the too much say in that kind of thing. Um, but I will say, uh, there were a couple of videos that came out from a few of our influencer friends, including Thunder E, uh, where they had the reference device. Which, by the way, Qualcomm, come on, your reference devices actually look good. Start. Hand those designs over to people so that we can actually get those phones. Um, <laughs> the The reference design phone performed quite well under games that Thunder E was playing. And yeah. that was a phone that, you know, for all intents and purposes, shouldn't cost a whole lot of money, which I think is great. Um, but yeah, just some quick thoughts on all of that. So look forward to some mid-rangers that actually have the capabilities that you can enjoy the phone without needing to feel that phone envy. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I know have Alcatel phones. Um, and then they see like, oh, I wish I could get the Samsung, but you know, I'm on cricket. Like, like you know, what it doesn't make <laughs> it doesn't make sense for me to have an S10 Plus on cricket. I mean, come on now. <laughs> well, cricket's actually not that bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just you no. know, you, no, uh, the I, reason why I, you're I, on cricket is for for cost efficiency. And then if you're going to get like a cheap phone plan, you know, you're going to spend the rest of the money on a thousand dollar phone that's going to go away in a year and a half. Like it's it's you know it's it's figuring out where your needs truly lie. Um, yeah. All right, so with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get into our first break before we talk about the LG G8 ThinQ. All right, folks, this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is brought to you by the Brave Browser, available for all major platforms, including iOS and Android. Brave is a browser that rewards you for just using it. While it blocks all trackers and ads for a truly private browsing experience that is up to eight times faster than Chrome and Safari, since it's based on Chromium, all of your Chrome stuff still works with Brave right out of the box. Now, um, I did do a video on Pocket Now about uh, the Brave browser, and I've been using Brave ever since. Uh, it was like a week or two before that, and then ever since then. I will admit that I don't use the Brave browser quite as much on a mobile platform because, after all, everything works in apps. But on my desktop, on the very laptop that I'm using for this podcast, Brave is what I'm using. Um, and one of my favorite parts about Brave at the moment is that whenever I open up a new tab, it's telling me how many ads and trackers it has blocked. And as far as ads are concerned, I'm almost at the 100,000 mark. It's <laughs> a lot of ads. <laughs> so uh, Brave is actually really working hard to make sure that it, you're not getting inundated with all of the crap that might be out on the internet. So uh, it's built into the browser and you can try it out and all of your Chrome stuff will work with Brave. For more info, head to pocketnow.com slash brave. All right, I have a recurring segment that I wanted to start bringing in. I started out with, uh, I started out, I started out with Thunder E, um, with E. Like, okay, E, one of these days, we're going to talk about how you, you expect me to say thunder every single time. But <laughs> Anabong. Anabong, yeah. But he prefers, he prefers thunder E. That's his online persona, I suppose. Mr. Ete, um, I asked him uh, when, he was on the, when he was on the cast, I came up with a recurring segment called What is in Your Pocket Now? And uh, in his case, he was wearing his uh, Focals by North glasses, uh, which mm -hmm. we all got to see this past weekend. Um, those things were pretty cool, but I was going to go ahead and uh, ask you, I mean, I will answer the question as well. You could pick anything. It could be the phone we're about to talk about. It could be a different phone that you like using. It could even be like a notebook that's in my pocket. I am one of those people. Um, but yeah, what is what? in your pocket now? Yeah, I have a notebook. I always have a notebook in my pocket. What is in my pocket now? Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> P30 Pro. P30 Pro and uh, this which I've been oh. really meaning to test the View 20. The red uh, one. Cuz I'm really, I'm I'm really curious. Oh yeah, the Moschino variant. I'm I'm really curious over 
the differences in camera technology from similar companies, if we should call them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been playing around both, and I, oh God, I'm P30 Pro, man. I I don't think this is a this is a tank of a phone. Like if you compare it to the Mate 20 Pro, this is a hefty device. Mm. Hefty device. <clears throat> it is. I finally got to hold one. Thank God. Um, and how's how's your how's your red doing? Yeah, the red. I, I I've booted it up. I've put in a sim, uh, but I am going to take it out with me this weekend uh, to do a real world camera test. I don't know where I'm going to go yet, but I have a feeling that the best place for me to go would be um, an observatory of sorts to test out that very far zoom. So I feel like oh, that the Griffin of Obser- the Griffin Observatory would be good. That one will be good. There's also the U.S. Bank building uh, where they have that. that <laughs> they really uh, yeah. marketed that slide, but it's actually one of the most boring things you could ride. Um, but in any case, yeah, I was thinking of doing something like that. Um, so, oh, and also gratitude to you for, for, for finding a way to hook it up for that uh, P30 Pro. Thank you for that. I'm going to make sure to no, are you kidding? D- d- do a lot with that over the next few days. As far as what Honestly, is in my. Hmm? I, I don't miss that red. I like this. Thank you. You and you and E were like giving me crap for for not liking the red one. It looks like a big piece of salmon in your hand. <laughs> I, oh, we can swap if you want. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm cool either way. I'm cool either way to be honest. It's just that like I just thought it was funny how everybody was was getting jazzed about the red one, and I was like, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm honestly not. Um, anyway, as far as what is in my pocket now, um, I <laughs> I wanted to uh, highlight one quick thing. Um, Okay, so everyone talked about the S Pen uh, and how it was a trigger for a camera, and this is something that I that that no one really talks about. I actually picked up a trigger, a universal trigger. This is by Joby, the game, the same guys who make the GorillaPod. Oh, I actually wow. think I actually think this is an underrated piece of tech because if you are going to be like a solo like Instagrammer or anything like that, or even then, if you just want to be able to take pictures any which way anywhere. A trigger is actually really useful, and and it's super low power. You just have to turn it on, uh, pair it to your phone, and then all of a sudden you have a remote trigger. I think that um, people forget that these exist. So as much as we love the S Pen for having that functionality in there, this is all over Amazon, and they're only like four bucks. (laughs) I have a tile in my keys. Oh, there you go. A jump drive, a SIM ejector, and the keys I need to get home. There we go. That's what I have. Oh, and as far as uh, and, then, and then I I keep the car keys separately. Ah, okay. If anyone was curious, this purple part, this purple portion right here, that's my uh, key fob to get into Anytime Fitness. So there you go. <laughs> Finally went to the gym for the first time last night in forever. Oh my god, um, it's probably the one good thing I did yesterday for myself. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> uh, last <laughs> so, night I I, f- I finished that G eight review so late last night that I I was planning to go to the gym today and I'm just I'm tired. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I've been tired since we got back. Now, you just mentioned the LG G8 ThinQ, and let's go ahead and get started with it. Of course, I have the... Okay, let me get this off. <laughs> I have the pop socket on the case. So, silver edition on my end. Black edition on my end, because this is the unlocked. Mm, so, this is the Verizon one, and yeah. uh, uh, gratefully... Uh, the Verizon version still works with my Google Fi card and with uh, any card, really. Like, it's it's pretty much universal, but this is the Verizon colorway. So I've seen a lot of people 
I've seen a lot of people on YouTube have so many mixed reactions to this phone. I personally, on JV, uh, I did a real-world camera test where I vlogged this thing out in Napa Valley. It was a great time. And I think it did a great job, honestly. Um, the video quality is still there. The bitrate is still pretty great. Um, the wide angle could be wider. Uh, there is a little bit of over-sharpening. But at times, when you need some of that sharpening to compensate for some of the footage, it actually helps. Um, the audio pickup is great. I think I need to get into the settings to bring it down a little bit because the audio did come in a little bit hot. Um, so those are just some quick thoughts from the video that I made. Um, your your review is coming out pretty soon. Um, yeah, I wanna... It's already live. It's oh, is it already live? live? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, see yeah. it on the channel but yet. But it, w- it went live like at 3.30 a.m. or something like that. It was <laughs> okay. bad. Um, some hot takes from you real quick before we get into sort of the existential LG talk. Like what? what no, can, can no. Give a- no, no, no. It's actually going to be all existential LG talk. So why don't we start? And that's <laughs> okay. going to be my my conclusions. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So what were where did you land on LG as a company based on this phone? Uh, I started the video with uh, the argument that there's always this phone that comes up with these like crazy things every year. And every now and then, it's always LG. Uh, LG is one of those companies that's not afraid to do things that are completely the opposite to what everybody's doing, like the wide-angle camera, where everybody else was doing either a single camera or telephoto. LG was that weird is that weird company that still provides us with a quad DAC for audio. So not not all <laughs> like a lot of these decisions that the company has brought out are still industry leaders, like the wide angle, which is now being thrown on everything, the audio jack, which is still the best. There is no other phone, unless it's an LG phone, that does audio as well as LG. Um, and there are a lot of things that people take for granted that are unique about this phone that are that are special. Like, for example, this vibrating display that provides you audio that other people can hear and it also becomes like a sort of a speaker all these things are are great they're unique so a lot of people are like oh yeah the g8 is an iteration of the g7 and i'm like no the g7 was the g7 was more catch me up uh all right here's a phone and it's finally going to have the latest processor because if you remember the g6 didn't so i think that the g7 was like that jump into we're finally on spot with the processors that was it but then it was the same camera sensors, the same user interface, nothing about the phone was unique, the same LCD, yada, yada, yada. Whereas the G8 brings things that are, again, what other phone has a quad deck if not LG? What other phone has a vibrating display that also emits audio if not LG? Um, so there are a lot of unique things about this phone. So I'm like, all right, let's assume that I'm not going to mention any of the air gestures or any of the... <laughs> I'm like, it It records my vein patterns. I'm like, listen, either this technology is so ahead of its time or what? I think, I personally think that the vein recognition now may not actually be vein recognition. I think that just because you're so close to your phone, that is what it's going to, that is what they're no. calling it. But I actually think that these air motion gestures and all, whatever you want to call them, it's not about the phone. I, I think I said this one time when we were actually uh, looking at the phones for the first time. There's a train. Um, give me a second. So, <laughs> I do live in, uh, not live, my office is in an area that's a little bit like, um, there's a barn not far from here. Let's just put it that yeah. way. The, um, only, the only train that passes by LA is right next to your office. Damn it. <laughs> exactly. And the only one that would actually like pull the horn because uh, oh the rest of them God. are metro trains. Anyway, um, that was a cargo train. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, the um, 
I think that this is a proof of concept where they're going to add these air motion gestures into things like their TVs. You're right. sitting on your couch, you bring your hand up, and then you go, okay, go over here. Right. You know? Right. That's and, and, the th- and the thing about it is these air gestures are not new. The Galaxy S4 was the first device to bring them. Mm-hmm. The problem is the Galaxy S4 was how many years ago? It was a while. It was before it was before woke Twitter because that that presentation, man. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, and so the biggest problem is not the idea. I think that the idea is great. The problem is the implementation. Yes. Um, And so, so, you know, so I walk through the review being like, you know, LG is being as bold as it has been. I actually like the photography on this phone. I did not like it on the G7. Like, uh, I I did a video on it, and and it's just, it was okay, but I'm like, all right, LG, we need to move away from the G4. Like I need, we need for you to move away from using small pixel sensors, small, small micron sensors, um, and join the crowd of, of, you know. And so they don't just they don't do just a good job on on the primary camera. Like if you use the wide angle, it may be it may be tighter than every other, but it's just again, this is the fourth generation of ultra wide from LG, and so try to look for distortion on this camera. Whereas if I if I grab any other phone, doesn't matter which one, I could grab the Galaxy S10, which is here. I could grab the I could grab the P20 P30 Pro, Mate 20 Pro. Every single one has barrel distortion. The G8 has none, mm-hmm. has zero. Like I was like, wow. Either I need to get closer to something. Like like the Galaxy S10 has the weirdest barrel distortion out of all of them. It's just, you know, because it's it's an addition, for me, it's like it's great to have, not the best. For me, the best wide angle right now is the G8. Okay. Yeah. I do agree that it is still, especially for video, it is still the highest quality one to use. Um, it doesn't, it's not as jarring as the other ones. You're right. The, the, the yeah. distortion could be there. The thing is the G8 still has a little bit of distortion on the sides, but it's so negligible compared it's to the rest. It's so minimal. It is so <clears throat> minimal. And uh, the other thing is color reproduction on that wide angle. Usually wide angles have their, like, I believe this is the wide angle with the brightest aperture at f1.9. And so I I could be wrong, but uh, like, dude, I took some night shots with this thing. Usually you would never dare use wide angles unless you're using a Mate 20 Pro or P30 Pro because you have the night mode option and that helps you be able to punch in better light in dark scenarios. Whereas in the in this one does a decent enough job. Yeah, it's uh, HDR is pretty aggressive, I will say. HDR, HDR is pretty aggressive. Um, all that. I still feel that this is a very, very good camera. I was not impressed by the V40. My V40 review was like, eh, meh, you know. <laughs> uh, whereas this, again, if we are to forget about the gimmicks and just focus on what the phone does right, a lot of the things that it does, it does right. And Actually, that's, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Actually, my complaints were different. My complaint, number one, don't take this phone out in direct sunlight. This screen. Oh. God, the screen. So the screen is not bad. It's not Pixel 3 XL bad. It's not that bad. Uh, and and thank you, Google, for giving us the benchmark for the worst screen you would want to <laughs> use in direct sunlight. And so it's because of the existence of the P- of the Pixel 3 XL that you can forgive the G8 for not being the brightest. If you notice, your 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 screen is always going to be cranked up at like 80 to 85%. Even if you're in a dark scenario, it's going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. And then when you exit to sunlight, it will boost fully. 
but then it will like it, it just comes to a point where it just so the problem is when you come back from a galaxy s10 anything is dim af anything yeah. uh you know and so that was one of my complaints uh pfft, trying to remember what was my other complaint go for it well while you while you're thinking about that i i was having a conversation with um actually this was on all about android again because we were talking about the phone uh both flo and i had had our phones so <clears throat> what the lg g8 thing gets right it gets so right and i think that that's what i choose to focus on more than anything else um which is funny because it's so easy as tech youtubers or as tech pundits to just look at the things that it tries to do that's different from everybody else and because they are quote-unquote lackluster or the implementation is not good you end up just feeling kind of meh about the phone in general because what i always notice is that everybody everybody who comes into a review and we're all guilty of this i know i do it as well is that once you come into a phone like this the first thing you do is think, well, what is my comparison phone to this? And a lot of people's right now is either the iPhone or the Galaxy S10 Plus. Will this yeah. beat either of those phones? I don't think so. But the thing is, so far, since I've gotten the phone and I've used it, and like I said, I, I did use it for a real-world camera test. That's a 12-minute vlog where I use this phone the entire day. You know what? Despite some of the quirks that are going on, and my main quirk, my main problem with this phone is uh, the UI, uh, LG's UI. LG, you got to update your UI, man. Like, oh get my it. god, you got to oh update your god. UI. Like everyone that, used to, everyone used to poo-poo uh, uh, EMUI. Uh, I am actually giving EMUI a pass now. LG's UI, you're too old now. Like you got to, and, and it's not. And it's not just that it's too old. So there are a couple of problems with the UI that I will I will try to... All right, so I'm going to join you in not liking the UI from a visual perspective. The only yes. thing that I like about the UI has actually nothing to do with the UI, but it's because we have a time-of-flight camera... And this is considered, I guess, I guess this is an Android feature or I don't know, but the only Android phone that was capable of doing the iOS thing where if you unlock the phone with your face, it'll, it has the no notifications locked until it detects you and then it shows you the notifications. Oh. This is, this is perfect for everybody that's dating a Latino girlfriend. You will love this feature. <laughs> it is, it is the best. It is the best. And so, um, the oh, thing man. about it is, okay, so that's one of the things that I like. The problem is we go back. So the UI is dated. A lot of the features are like, you won't ever use them. And then a lot of things are not logical. Like, for example, obviously the phone by default comes with the full app tray. I'm sorry, without the app tray and you have to enable it. But the problem is when you do, so you've got the pixel pill, but then it's it's like really weird. Like it doesn't work from all, from all edges in the display when you swipe up. You have to literally hit the pill again to swipe. And then once you're in the app tray, you don't swipe up. You have to swipe left to right. Left I'm to like, right. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, have you ever noticed that, you know, uh, have you ever driven a car where you're steering this way and then another one of the gestures is to push the damn steering wheel? Like, can we please have a uniform way of interacting with a damn phone? Android figured that out a while ago. So why do we have to reinvent the wheel with this operating system? Yeah, I agree. Um, there, there, there are a lot of things about the G8 that like, I think a lot of people would look at it and think that's outdated. But I, I would argue that there are a lot of things in this phone industry that shouldn't be considered that way. Like one thing coming after the other doesn't necessarily mean that the later thing – new is not always better. Okay, right. so this fingerprint reader. I miss the days of having a fingerprint reader like this. Like I don't think that the in-display fingerprint readers are bad. I don't think that they're uh, that much slower. But this but is that much great. more they're, – They're not great. They're not amazing. This is the most reliable fingerprint reader I've used in 2019 yet. 
I have to agree with that. I have to also agree the face to unlock uh, because of the time of flight sensor, which is now, I assume that the, LG's not calling it secure, but at, at least I trust this a lot more than I trust anything else. Um, and so uh, I, so you've got so many ways to unlock the phone, but let's jump into the part where I don't like this phone. Okay, I actually, <laughs> I actually said it the same way. All right, so here's the thing. Oh, and headphone jack. I just want to be sure that we make that very clear. I went to no. the gym last night with uh, Bluetooth earbuds, and I was missing the headphone jack. Like I'm, I'm yeah. back to wired, wired audio. It's great. Yeah. If you haven't done it in a while, do it again. You're going to enjoy your music. You're going to get lost in the music video. That's what you should do. Anyway, yeah, go for it. So the thing about it is, all right, let's move into these air gestures. Switch them off the moment you get the phone. <laughs> do not activate them. Um, like right now, no other phone has it. So it, there's no reason for us to bash LG over giving us an extra that you don't really need and that you could just switch off. Mm-hmm. And so I don't. I have no need to bash LG for that. I think that it's great for them to add it. But and then I, I got this argument where it was like, yeah, but the cool thing is if you can't touch your phone because your hands are dirty because you're barbecuing or something, which I like to do, um, then you can just interact with the phone. I'm like, really? So try to enable the always on display and the activation of the notifications to only show up if the phone gets unlocked. And notice how the freaking air gestures don't freaking work, <laughs> even if you enabled them. Like yeah, if, if your yeah. screen is off, it won't turn on. Mm-hmm. It right, right now it it's active on my phone and it just won't turn on. Ah, I see. And so, so, like, so the, they're they're clashing. The different the, features are clashing. Exactly. So their own features clash within themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that that feature, uh, Josh, is actually the pickup to wake. I think that that's what is deactivating the the hand gestures. Uh-huh. And so and so I'm like, all right, are you guys going to either do it correctly or not? Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just real quick, just got a, a, a comment in the live chat. LG is never going to sponsor Pocket Now again. OK, first I, of all, <laughs> first of can't all, wait, I can't wait for them to sponsor us the first time. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Um, there's there's nothing here in our discussion that's telling you never to buy this phone. As a matter of fact, there are reasons to get this phone. It's just that the reasons that they presented are not the reasons that we agree with. And, and, you don't and get even, this for and, the air gestures. You just don't. And, and even if it was, I mean, it's not like if we're – I'm sorry. It's a review. It's not paid advertisement. Yeah. Uh, we're going to provide you with our opinion, which, which is as subjective. Josh's experience is going to be one. My experience is going to be another. I'm, even if a company would sponsor content, they're very clear that never review. we have never a review, no, number one. And number two, we have creative freedom to say what we want or it's just not going to fly. That's just the way it is. Exactly. You know, which is which is one of the main reasons why what we sponsor is the weekly and the daily, because there is no conflict of interest here. Exactly. And yeah, that, that that would be that that is a great perspective coming from Jaime. In my case, like if, if no one clues into this by now, I never say that I truly dislike something. I just there's no reason to like that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to get across with this is that even if there are things about this that I understand people will dislike it doesn't change the fact that I'm actually I am enjoying myself on this phone there is still a way to enjoy yourself on this phone and that and that's and that's uh, valid with any okay so but I will be honest with you um I you know in my conclusions from the review I was like okay this forget about the air gestures get Nova launcher and you're gonna really like this phone um, the problem is that it's no better than anything else out there. Yeah. 
And that's and where the that's comparison a, comes in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. that that's that's where it's like, okay, if I have to put my money down, would I go for a Galaxy S10 that has triple cameras or even a Galaxy S10e that's easier to handle? Um, I'm not going to lie. I stopped. I was really happy to not use the G8 anymore. Okay. Like, I was really happy to be done with the review and move on. And it has nothing to do with the camera or anything else but the user interface. Like, I'm sorry, but companies, really, if you can do something better than stock Android, put it out there. Oxygen OS. One UI is actually really good, in my opinion. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I enjoy using MIUI more than MGs. Oh, God, I hate MIUI. Well, the way it is now, they've updated it quite a bit on no, Mi 9 and stuff. No, no, no. Uh, I think it's Well, <laughs> I don't think so. But, but hey, it's see, this is the beauty of reviews. They're subjective matter. We can't, none of them, none of us has the right answer because when you go to China, you get to understand why a product like MIUI exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you want to cater to the U.S. audience or to any other audience, it's very difficult because our priorities and our mentality is completely different. Like, it's, it's funny when you walk into countries like, you know, when you walk into Taiwan and you realize how much cartoons are intrinsic to their culture and why cartoony user interfaces make sense to them. Yeah, whereas cutesy. we ba- cutesy things, whereas we hate them. Yeah. And so, I mean, you see me UI and it's cutesy and I don't like it because I'm used to more, I'm used to bolder print and everything. But go to Taiwan anytime and you'll understand why this is so popular over there. Yeah. So, you know. You can't bash products for their approach because those products are selling a lot more over there than they are over here. This Absolutely, is I, was, sadly, I almost got into I almost got into a bit of a, a tiff with uh, with uh, <laughs> shout out to David Reddick. Um, there was this whole idea during this dinner that we were at that um, LG is going to go by way of HTC because of this phone, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? No, no." Because there's one fundamental difference between LG and HTC. It's that in their home countries, LG is still king and htc is the problem with htc phones is that even they wouldn't sell in taiwan anymore when you already had all these other phones um htc got buried under the 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 onslaught of chinese phones that overshadowed them in taiwan lg on the other hand it's lg samsung in korea they both are king and they both have such big market share in asia that's not going to be a problem i don't think it's good and it's not just that i mean like the lg is like sony they're their their display business, their televisions. For the longest time, I would refuse to buy anything that was not LG. Mm-hmm. Um, their display quality is flat out the best, up to the point where Apple has been using LG displays. Like if if LG would close down their divisions, they would survive solely on the amount of displays they sell to Apple. They'd be a profitable business, and they are. The fact that they're still selling phones is just like Sony. They want a piece of the pie. They want for them, you know, a, when you do, when you study business, uh, smart businesses are always, uh, you have to understand that there are always products that will be a necessary evil. If you, like, I'll give you the perfect example is Amazon. You think Amazon makes money out of shipping products to you and Amazon Prime and sh- charging you three bucks for shipping? No. But for Amazon, you think Google makes money out of Google Maps? No, no. Why? Why are these companies in the business of products that don't make money for them? Is because now Google is a verb. Is because now Amazon controls the retail space up to the point where they're able to have their own brick and mortar stores. But 
honestly, where they make money out of is AWS. And none of you watching the show right now is a customer to AWS. But that's where they make their money. Yeah. So it's literally just top of mind. I would rather spend money on giving inexpensive products that are high quality than to pay for a billboard ad in the Wall Street Journal. That, for me, would be the smartest marketing. At some point, I was consulting to an airline and uh, years ago, and you know, so I was telling them, I would rather we drop the price on these products than for us to pay for billboard ads, where you can't control how much is being consumed out of that ad, whereas I can totally know how many plane tickets I sold from point A to point B to measure the effectiveness of the, of the campaign. And so this is what LG is doing. LG not selling cheap phones, but they're in absolutely every market from speakers. Oh, shoot, I have a LG speaker right here, which is really good. Whoa, that you thing know? looks gnarly. <laughs> Dude, it is fantastic, man. Uh, like I have, you know, I have LG speakers. I've had LG TVs, which are where they're making money. My God, did you see their projector technology at CES? They've, they've got this projector, which is literally the size of... Oh, my God, the eGPU, like it's literally this size and it projects up. So you can literally place this on the wall, have it project up. And so it removes the need for a projector behind you. Hmm. And it is gorgeous. It is fantastic. And so you real like look at LG's ultra wide monitors, man, and their gaming monitors. Yep. They are crazy good. So, you know, right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So honestly, LG, they don't care. They yeah. they they're in every single business. They know that they will make money here. They know that they won't make money here. Oh, their battery business, their battery division. Yeah, I my, my main point with uh, with Roddick uh, again. Shouts out to David. The uh, is that if LG scales back phone production in the U.S., I can see that happening. That's fine. But to say that LG is going to go away because of this, I don't know. Of course not. Like they're even their mobile division. Their mobile division is not even going to go away. Not, no, the, definitely uh, not can, to the level of HTC. And wait a second, is it just me or does LG have their own carrier in, in Korea? I thought that, well, they help with the LTEA, right? Isn't that what that is? That what exactly? That is? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good question. And so, listen, LG is so deep into the business. No, and and their best. So their best R and D. Think about this, Josh. Because we're talking about this air gestures and what they're doing with the time of flight sensor. Their best R&D is what enables other products that they sell. So Mm -hmm. literally, it's like if they're using their phones as R&D to sell this stuff to Apple, to sell this stuff to Google. How many pixels were made by LG? Again, you know, how many? um, it's, it's, It's not that simple. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. All right, so last couple of hot takes before we uh, before we call it on this episode. Uh, there are a lot of people, and, and our live chat agrees with you. There's a lot of talk about TVs and LCDs and OLEDs and monitors and whatnot. Everyone has a good point in that regard. Um, do you remember that? Uh, sorry, random thought. There was that one LG speaker that we got from them at one point that looked like a milk bottle. <laughs> I still have it. Still I still have it. have it. I thought that was yeah. cool. That was nice design. Yeah. They gave us that for, uh, I think it was like a CES presentation. It looks like an old like 1920s like milk bottle, like the milkman uh, bottles. Um, okay, so here's here's one comment that I wanted to make sure I put out there as our final way of looking at this. Um, T-Mobile is selling this at six hundred dollars, basically. Like you know, I know there's some, I know there's some paperwork. I know there's some yellow tape on that, but at six hundred dollars compared to the thousand dollars that you could spend for the the competitors, does that change the way you feel about like does the, is this better than the rest? 
Oh yeah, for six hundred bucks, I would totally go for a G eight. Boom. That's that's my number one thought. Like. The one thing LG needs to realize is that if they're not going to meet the rest of the market, they need to make sure that they're not overpricing it. And uh, on T-Mobile, I understand that on other carriers, and if you get it unlocked, it's a different price. But for people who are on T-Mobile, this is kind of a compelling – this puts it right up against the OnePlus 6T, and I think that's a fairly worthy comparison. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like if you're getting a chump. You've got the latest and greatest. Uh, there are a couple of things that LG doesn't. So for me, it's odd. Like, for example, it's got wireless charging, but it doesn't support faster 15 watt. So those are like the weird things where I'm like, what the hell? Like, seriously, <laughs> what would happen here? Yeah. You know, but other than that, dude, I mean, I hope that LG continues making phones. That They're not going to stop. Yeah, they're not. They're they're just not. Uh, you know, they're they're. I would fix again. They really just like they revamped their whole hardware division um, after the G five. Uh, we need another kind of flop like that for their software division to be told, guys, move on. Yeah, I agree. Um, and wasn't there a time when LG like was working super closely with Google? Like, well, whatever happened there? Like, we could have. I have no. I have, I have no idea. And we've got some Android One editions of the G7. Yeah. Um, I have no idea where that ended, but I do feel that LG really needs to start to start taking their software seriously. Mm-hmm. And again, it has nothing. Let's forget about the damn visuals. It's about the logic behind the design. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you can totally tell the difference between a David Fincher movie and any other director just because of his style just because of mm-hmm. that approach there are there's so much logic to the psychology of the way software is designed in many companies and it's like if lg has become completely uh it, it, they've like completely ignored the importance of logic in the way the operating system should perform should you know how you navigate it and that's for me that's one of the biggest things they need to work on all right there we go uh, okay, I think we did it. Uh, about an hour show there. Uh, by the way, everyone in the live chat, anybody who is watching live right now, thank you for sticking with us even after the one hour delay. Next week, this lo- I'm going to make sure this podcast looks very different because Hangouts, is, we're done with you, man. Like, no, we're <laughs> hang- done. Hangouts, you, you could not die faster at this point because, my goodness, like this used to be a reliable thing. It's not. Um, so that level of stress we had this morning is never going to happen again. I don't want it to ever happen again. No matter how much more work I have to put in, uh, it, it, I don't want hangouts to be the reason um in any case uh thank you again uh jaime i'm gonna kind of do the outro a little bit differently uh so jaime why don't you tell everybody where they can find you oh jaime underscore rivera on uh twitter jaime rivera on instagram and that's it i Mm -hmm. i'm mostly on instagram (laughs) all right cool uh don't forget that jaime also hosts the paganao daily right here on paganao and also paganao adario every single weekday as for myself you can find me at jv tech t i am jv you know me i love tech and i love to drink me some tea all right, so catch up on what the weekly is talking about at pocketnow.com slash podcast. Also, make sure you make your voices heard by emailing us podcast at pocketnow.com. Also, special shout out to anybody who was in the live chat giving us some great feedback. And one more shout out to I am Blur. My goodness. Um, don't 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 waste don't waste too much of your money on us. Let me just say that <laughs> we'd certainly appreciate your feedback through reviews and ratings on Google, Apple, Spotify, Overcast, and wherever you happen to be streaming us. Because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make your show for your eyes and ears for seven years straight. All right, we're gonna see you next week on a new format—not format, a new streaming platform. Let's put it that way, because Hangouts is finally gonna go away for us. Uh, I'm gonna start getting my research down on Skype, <laughs> uh, but also next week uh, we'll see who we'll be able to have on and. We'll We'll also see what's in their pocket now. <laughs> I'm 
I'm really happy about this recurring segment. <laughs> All right. So thank you once again for watching. And if you're on the uh, streaming service for your podcast audio, thank you again for listening. And make sure to give us those reviews and to continue listening to the Pocket Now Weekly every single week. Again, it is the weekly. So next week, we will see you on our next episode.